Welcome to the Women in NFTs and Web3 podcast, where we highlight women in this space who are making massive moves, paving the way and leaving their legacy. I'm Caitlin Strempel, CEO of the first ever women-owned NFT marketing and design agency for women by women and your host. I'm honored to have you join me in learning from some of the greatest leaders in our industry. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review because the more traction we get, the more women we can support in helping them impact the world. If you or someone you know would be a great guest, stick around to the end and I will tell you how to get in touch and apply. Enjoy the show. Courtney is the founder of Disco Dining Club, a large-scale theatrical dining series. In the midst of the pandemic, when events were a distant memory, she joined forces with Dirty Bird creative producer Blake Shine to create Of the Night. Of the Night delivered all the magic of themed events for home delivery. For the past two years, they have delivered outrageously themed party packages honoring their beloved queens of the night. We are talking Grace Jones, Stevie Nicks, RBG, you get the gist, <laughs> all the good ones. As the world began to reopen, they followed their community from the home space to the digital space as they explored their identity on Web3 and launched the Queens of the Night PFP Collection. Their goal is to foster a community of innovators and to onboard women, queer, and BIPOC creators into this often gatekept terrain. In the past month, they have debuted their collection, opened their microverse club, hosted in real life meetups, and are about to airdrop digitized versions of their party packages to all queen holders. Welcome, my whole crew. We have Courtney. Yeah, the whole crew. The whole crew all of us. So this is super exciting for me because this is the first time I've hosted a podcast with more than just one other person on here. So it's we come as a package deal. Yeah, we do. It's so I fun. <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's jump into our icebreakers. So the first one is a sister spotlight, a shout out to a woman in the space. Ooh. I forever and always will be a crypto cunt fanatic that she and her partner are just the most spectacular group of rebel rousers. Ooh, rebel <laughs> rousers. I like that. Yes, in the space and have continued to be big supporters of our collection and also want to burn shit down. You know, they want to revamp the culture of Web3, which we are all about. Yes. Uh, Sliz, you want to go? This is fa- favorite female-led projects? Yeah. Or, uh, okay. Yeah, any female in the space that you want to shout out. Okay, I really like the educators that educate on crypto, like the Money Mom and Stacky Robinson. But my, I would say my favorite project besides Queens of the Night is <laughs> Girls Writing Things. Um, they do pinup style generative art that expresses sexuality in a very subtle way that is accepted in a mainstream sort of way, even though it is like innately sexual, which I, I really like that it's bringing sexual themes to the mainstream totally i love that and mine is forever fetish friends um she is this badass uk artist um and she's all about just body empowerment um and bdsm and really showcasing women in powerful positions she's also very outspoken and how much she defends her collection to haters any yes. men coming into the space um she's just a really incredible ally and friend in the space as well Oh, I love that so much. All right. And so for the listeners, 
Um, I've already told the Queens already that they get special icebreakers because the other ones, I just feel like just didn't fit their theme. So our new icebreakers for you guys is what's your drink of choice? It's so funny because all three of us are alcohol free. That's temporarily. It could be be any. Temporarily. (laughs) Slid permanently. Us temporarily. Uh, But my drink of choice since I was born has always been a lightly dirty gin martini since you were born <laughs> since, since I was born, born. Since birth, since yeah. born. <laughs> um, I am a usually a bloody Mary type of gal and that is all hours of the day that is my mom and my love language is oh looking God. at each other even just at odd hours of the night and it's like bloody Mary oh bloody Mary <laughs> good one <laughs> I used to drink gin, but now I drink like mushroom tea. Oh, mushroom tea. I love it. Okay. So I would say that I'm jumping in here too, because I've never answered these before. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'd say my non-alcoholic drink would be cacao. I've been loving like getting on the couch with it after everyone is in bed and it's like super quiet. And then my party drink of choice would be tequila for sure. There it is. Just yes. shots used to be my well, love language. Oh my gosh. Still are actually. Still are. We're just temporarily <laughs> taking a break from shots. I can't do shots. I cannot do shots, but <laughs> I can do like, you know, slow drink of the tequila or like margarita. Um, okay. And then your favorite party theme. Oh my gosh. Do you have oh. one? Uh, I have a really funny concept that I've never actually done that I will say it's, uh, that everybody who attends the party has to be exactly five foot 11. (laughs) And that means that, (laughs) no, but get this, get this. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are five foot 11. That means they have to wear the exact right hat, the exact right height of shoe. I was thinking everyone on like some sort of stilts or like Lifted yeah, yeah, you could even do like, yeah, and see, like everybody has to be seven foot yeah. walking through the door. So funny. By any means necessary. Oh my God. <laughs> That's great. That's <laughs> a oh my God. Sliz, do you have one? There's so many. I've done flamingo party. I've done cowboy party. Um, I really want to recreate the surrealist ball of 1972 and have everyone, if you Google it, it's, um, like all the crazy hats made out of instruments and like Aubrey Hepburn, Audrey Hepburn wearing the birdcage hat and like just creating a sort of party where everyone has to create their own like ridiculous hat. Um, But anything disco, like as a general theme, like disco parties are always the best. Um, Cowboy parties are also very fun. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Liz is a big chaps girl. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I am a trash ratchet person at heart. Um, and so I love ridiculous, like sorority frat parties. Yes. Um, and so one of my favorites was this black light zip tie party. And so you have a stack of zip ties in your back pocket. And the whole goal is to start zip tying you to other people throughout the night wow. while you're wearing all white and black light and people are drawing on you. And so it evolves in a super weird way because then you got to start going to the bathroom. If you start like making out with somebody, someone's <laughs> also zip tied right next to you. And then like at the end of the night, when the lights come off, you just have marker all over you like looked really cool in the black oh light, but in the light of day, you just have a bunch of marker. We body. should recreate <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And we can also do like blacklight painters, like at that sort of party and do oh, yeah. blacklight, blacklight anything. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. I love it I like so, so much. You guys are very creative, which now I'm like, it all makes sense because a lot of this stuff was birthed out of you guys pivoting from lockdown. So I would love to hear more about that. And, you know, I mean, that could not have felt good at first. And then, yeah, just, just tell us all the story about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard to determine like what's pivoting and what's quitting, you know? And I think yeah. so many people feel like if you invest in something, if you tell people you're doing this, if you tell people you're, you know, starting a job or a company, if you pivot, they're like, why you just invested all this time, all this money, you know, it's the same thing that if you choose to do something other than what you have a degree in, you know? And so mm. I think like, instead of pivoting or quitting, like it's just continuing to stay light on your feet and stay adaptable, you know? And that's what brought us together when we saw our events were canceled. And instead of waiting just for a normal to return, you know, and just living off of unemployment, you know, we adapted and we're like, okay, cool. Our, our community can't come to our events. Our community's stuck inside. Great. We'll bring the party to you. We'll send the party to your house. And then when we saw our community didn't want to stay stuck in their house anymore, but they were going back to events and also diving into this incredible moment of web three and exploring and redefining how we gather both in IRL and digitally. We saw that like, cool, let's meet you there. Mm-hmm. You know? Cool. And so I honestly, I I'm so proud of us all as, as friends for, you know, fighting this, Oh, we're quitting. Oh, should we just continue to hammer in this concept no, everyone stay inside, please. We've designed all these party <laughs> packages for you. But the fact that we've stayed on our feet and we have adapted and we've always just looked to where our community needs us. Um, I think that continues to guide us in the right direction. If we continue to keep our eyes on that. We have a mentor who always says, follow the heartbeat and soul yeah. of your company and of your voice. And that has really rung true the past year. You know, we we did feel it get quite stagnant because there was this purgatory of the mask mandate lifting, people not wanting to feel stuck inside. And we knew that we still wanted to work together first and foremost. Yeah. What we have cultivated as a community is just so spectacular. We, But then we wanted it to evolve in a way that felt fluid, still honored again, the heartbeat of the company, but now was a, a new just a new chapter in this ever evolving story. (laughs) There's like a huge lesson in there too, about just listening to your community as well, which I think is so important, especially for the NFT space, you know, like with these, these collections where you're creating huge communities on. I love that. Yeah. I also think no one, no one thought they'd wind up in NFTs. Everyone who's who's in this, yeah. Everyone who's in this space has seeing it as an incredible opportunity and seeing that it, it highlights a strength of theirs that maybe wasn't tapped into before, or it's a really incredible and empowering opportunity to get their art out there. I definitely don't think it would have been such a seamless entry for us had it not been for Sliz. Mm-hmm. Like Savannah's art was made for this space. She, you know, she's so driven and she just churns out art like it's nobody's business you know, and her ability to translate her illustrations into this space um, and it stand out the way that it does and look so unique in this landscape of art that some of it really does look the same. Yep. Um, yeah. I really think entering this space, it just highlights our strength and to have Savannah on the team as well, like with their art at the front of it, um, it really feels serendipitous that we all came together already as friends, but we were also all ready for this mm-hmm. moment, yeah. you know, I think it gives it more heart because there's, 
a lot of projects that you look at it and you're like, okay, that looks like it's made by an agency or a whole group of people, or it's just made to look like trendy and it doesn't have like a soul behind it. And at least with ours, it feels like, I mean, it has a soul, but it also like feels autobiographical. Like you look at the art and you can kind of tell like what type of artist that person is versus looking yeah. at another like piece of art or PFP. And you're like, I don't know what type of artist this artist is. It's very cold. You know, with ours, I think there, there's a lot of life. I love that so much. And yes, I love the artwork so much. And even just like, you can tell a little bit about you, but also these women that you've created as well. Like, like you see these PFPs and you like, are like, Oh, that, that girl, I know what she did tonight. You know? (laughs) I mean, I think all of us, like Courtney Blake and I have all been all of these women. So it's like (laughs) all of them, not just one singular. Yeah. We've been all of these women. We are these women. Yeah. So funny. I mean, personality to the max for sure. So when you were creating this art, were you looking at other pieces of art and just being like, no, I don't want to do that. Or were you kind of just like, I can't look at anything. I just need to go into a hole. How did you, how did you create your art and how did you kind of come up with the personality and the direction you wanted to go in? Uh, I've been doing cartoon and backyard cartoon screenings for a few years. So I've developed this style and I've developed this style from also like an autobiographical comics background. So I've had this style and these are themes that I've already created and for the last few years. So it wasn't like I wasn't looking at anybody else's art to like compare it to or be inspired by other than like actual books like Ellen Forney, Alison Bechdel, like you know, artists that I love outside of the NFT space. So that's, I guess, where I was looking at. But um, yeah, I guess when I looked at NFT art in general, like, I think the first project I saw was like, like World of Women or, you know, Crypto Chicks when those were first, first came out, I just looked at those. And I was like, that's what I don't want to (laughs) be. Or I was like, (laughs) I I just didn't feel like I related to that. And I know that there's a lot of women out there that don't relate to that. So I wanted to create art for women like us and also like have ourselves represented in the space by creating art that was like different and maybe kookier and more, I guess, what's the word? Like not controversial, but just spicy. Unapologetic. Unapologetic. Spicy, chaotic, all the the hot words. Uh, We definitely have pulled physical attributes from iconic female partiers throughout history. Um, And so Sliz has been like tirelessly looking throughout all these women's like wardrobes and iconic Mm -hmm. outfits they wore and, and parties that were thrown and what women that we look up to in the space, women that we're inspired by and wanting to not necessarily replicate them, but honor them. Yes. You know, what does, what does share? I guess I did watch a lot of concert footage in order to be yeah. inspired by outfits because there's so many like great outfits that like Britney wore on stage and share. And yeah, yeah, oh, a so lot of it is inspired by in real life, like performances. That's really cool to hear kind of like your whole, the whole background of everything going on. So let's get into your project. Tell us about the Queens of the Night. Want to go? 
Um, sure. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I, I do have to say, though, it's really interesting uh, having a generative collection where our art reigns supreme. Uh, there is definitely this divide, I feel, in the NFT community where if you're one of our, one artist, art takes center stage. But it not isn't necessarily the most talked about thing when you're doing a generative collection. Yeah. Uh, and we wanted to make sure that us, I consider Blake and I curators. And so bringing Sliz on board, we wanted the artist's journey to be the focal point of our generative collection. Uh, we are a IRL and digital party experience. Uh, that is the quickest way of summing up who we are and what we do. Our queens are a complete reflection of the IRL experiences that we will be producing yes. in the real space and then also digitally in our microverse club. We are all about diversity, inclusivity, and most of all, absurdity, uh, which <laughs> is really at a cornerstone of who we are. We were born and raised. I love how I keep saying born. Like I came out of the womb drinking a gin <laughs> martini <laughs> at an underground club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, we were born and raised in the underground music community, which is predominantly queer and BIPOC and fringe and anarchist, nice. and we're misfits. And we wanted our collection to be an expression of that attitude, that fire that we have inside of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, essentially, at the root of NFTs is anarchy. You know, it's us questioning the system. It's us questioning our banking system. You know, that's what so I think of when I think of decentralization. I mean, yeah. I equate decentralization with anarchy, and that's it's what I'm here anarchy. for. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Nice cookie cutter NFTs. It's like, aren't you missing the heart of yeah. of this movement? And the so, radical self expression, yeah. if you will. So I, we, <laughs> yes. we definitely see NFTs as, as you know in the future serving as social tokens. You know, instead of stalking somebody just on Instagram or Facebook, like I think people are really going to be looking into people's wallets to see what communities they're invested in. And so we want to represent this underground music club entertainment um, field where if you have our NFTs, it unlocks these absurd party perks, both digitally and in the real space. I love that so much. I mean, and you can tell just from talking with you, all you ladies, and then just the art in general, like there is a lot of heart, there is a lot of soul and there is so much personality, which I think you're right. Like some, some collections are completely missing. And I think as the community gets bigger, it's going to be way more important to make sure that your authentic heart and soul does shine through. Yeah. We really want it also it to be an expression of our combined interests and our knowledge. And so, so much of our roadmap are actionable items that we're already producing that showcase that, that knowledge base. So we are already doing a themed airdrop that's going to be deposited into people's wallet next week, mm -hmm. uh, which is a party package of a 90s slumber party that you can actually experience with a cluster of your friends. You know, this is not a solitary experience. Uh, mm -hmm. We also, you know, we opened up the club and we're having collaborative parties in our club that is wrought with absurdables, Easter eggs, you can walk into the photo booth on the dance floor and have pasties put on yeah, your NFT. Tassels on oh, your NFT. Oh my God, I need to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds it's, so much fun. Having Sunday parties. Yeah, Sunday parties. Sunday parties. Yeah, oh, we're just, we're following our joy right yeah. now. Oh, you're following the joy. I love that so much. And you can definitely tell for sure. So if there, if like, what advice do you have for, 
for anybody looking to get into the NFT space, looking to, you know, have to pivot anything in regards to that, like what, what would you tell somebody? I would definitely say like, listen, we, we live in this age of comparison, right? That that's what Instagram has promoted. Everyone's just posting the good shit on Instagram. No one's posting the, the sad stuff. I mean, that's a blanket term. A lot of people are posting the good stuff, but I think people come into this and they're like, oh my God, Bored Ape sold out 10,000 collection. I got to do 10,000 of these, you know, and they're looking at other people's roadmaps and they're adding charity because that's a hot item. They're adding these utilities rather than it being something that they think is their unique gift to the space or really being reflective of what can they bring and taking some risk. And so really just imploring people, you know, to think about what's your unique story. What's the community that you come from? You know, if you, what, what are you bringing to the table versus trying to replicate something because it was just successful? That was so good. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, that was amazing. (laughs) Um, so before we tell everybody where we can meet you, is there anything else that you guys want to leave us with anything in regards to your project, any more tips, anything along those lines? Well, we do, we haven't yet released it and we're going to call it some gamma. We have re redefined alpha as gamma yes, we have. in oh, our community. Uh, <laughs> Gonna drop some gamma on you. Drop some gamma. Yeah. We will be doing our first IRL party on the Tuesday of NFT LA, and there will be live lizards at the there party. There will be lizards. There will be lizards. Whoa. It will be a yeah, lizards. <laughs> right. lizards. Uh, we, you know, our specialty are immersive experiences, and we're taking that into the NFT landscape. So this will not be your average cocktail mixer. This will be a truly outrageous, <laughs> sloppy, colorful, diverse rampage. That's yeah. so fun. Okay. So are you like renting these lizards? Do you have these lizards? <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't tell PETA. Um, <laughs> um, I met a man named Henry Lizard Lover on, after watching a lot of YouTube videos and using him as cartoon inspiration and making a cartoon short about him. And he has 40 lizards that they're lounge lizards and they uh, lounge on couches. So it'll be a a lizard handler bringing the lizards and setting them up on miniature furniture. Oh my God. Um, Just kind of as like a, I don't know, like part, just entertainment. Yeah. It's an homage to our hand attribute as well. Uh, Sliz and lizards are one. Uh, So we of course had, so we of course had to have like Courtney and Whippets. Like me and whippets. <laughs> Got it. Uh, we're, we are also currently minting. We're minting. Yes, we should we also just announce that we're, we're yes. still very much in the minting process um, of our collection. Um, and we're just really excited to continue to grow our community because we have some really cool unlockable parties um, that are going to be happening um, once we start hitting these milestones in our roadmap. And we're just, we're not going anywhere. You know, like we really believe that this is. Um, the future of art and community. And we're, this is a really cool moment, like I said, to redefine how we gather and empowering artists. And so we're really excited to, in addition to Queens of the Night, you know, we have a handful of other collections that we're ready to explore and offer more unique utility and start really building out this international party community um, and creating a safe space for people to just really explore the outer edges of themselves. So if we can facilitate that in any way, um, I think that's just a wild success for us. Yes. I love that. I mean, that is so important and it's, 
like you guys are definitely paving the way for the space and it's so appreciated and it's so fun to see where can everybody find you oh everywhere literally <laughs> right here uh we're everywhere so we're um our website it's queensofthenight.club um our twitter is of the night club we're on tiktok at of the night club where we're just manic spiraling. I need to find you on video. TikTok. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I, I don't think I found you yet. Really? Okay. Check out, it's check out the something. TikTok. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, our Twitter of the night club has a link tree that has all of our, our links to come and find us. Um, we also like our microverse is there too. And you can mint actually directly from our digital nightclub experience, uh, which not, you know, there's no one else doing that. You can actually go to our microverse and there is a minting slot machine outside with two bouncers, a uh, flamingo with a BDSM uh, collar is uh, right awesome. there. It's really fun. <laughs> well, you ladies are just so creative and yes. <laughs> At listeners, definitely, we need to go check that out. Go check out exactly what you're minting, what you're doing, and your party in LA. That's going to be so fun. Thank you so yeah. much. This was so much fun. Yeah, Likewise. truly. Thank, Thank you, you, Caitlin. Caitlin here. Thank you so much for listening to the Women in NFTs and Web3 podcast. If you're a woman pioneering the way in the NFT, Web3, or crypto space, I want to share your message. Check out www.metamintmarketing.io slash win, W-I-N. And let's see if you're a great fit. If you got something out of this interview, I would love for you to share it with your network. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social channels. If you know someone that would be a great guest, make sure to tag them to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Women in NFTs podcast. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and truly mean a lot to my incredible guests and me. Want to stay in our world? Go to our website, metamintmarketing.io, or follow me on Twitter at NFTCaitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.